Well, church, we're going to start our new series this morning on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to take a reading this morning, not from Galatians 5, but rather we're going to look at 1 John 4 and we're going to read verses 7 to 21. It says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. For everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brothers and sisters and the Lord will bless his most holy word. Last week, if you remember, I spoke about closed doors and open doors. And we spoke about how um, Paul and Silas were on their missionary journey and the Lord at least twice, the Spirit of God closed the door for them to enter certain places to spread the gospel. And then they had the vision of the man in Macedonia where they went to preach the gospel to. The Lord closed doors and opened doors. And we see that in this time, this season that we're living at this present time, there's a lot of closed doors to us. Doors of anticipation, things we want to do, places we want to go. And just because of the virus, there is closed doors. But there is one door in our faith that God has not closed. And that is the door of our discipleship. The Lord still wants us to be open and move on in him to become more like him after we put our faith and our trust in him. For us to know what we're supposed to look like, we need to have a grasp of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the first fruit that we're going to look at today is that of love. Now, in the Greek New Testament, there are many words that illustrate many types of love. And some of those loves we can fall in and out of. But this love that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit love, the Greek word for this is agape. 
And this word simply means this. It means undefeatable benevolence, unconquerable goodwill, a willful delight in the object of love. It's faithfulness. It's commitment. It's actually an act of your will. That is an amazing sense of love. And that is the love that God has for us. He has chosen to love us. He's chosen to put his love upon us. And that sense of unconquerable love, that goodwill for us, will never ever change. And he wants us to emulate that love in our lives towards him and other people. But why do we need to produce love in our lives? Well, there's at least three things that I want to talk to you about this morning that are reasons why we need to produce this love in our lives. And they're simply this. God commands us to walk in love. That's the first thing. Number two, it's the only purpose of real service, this type of love. Number three, it is the bond of unity within the body of the church. So let's look at the first one this morning for just for a few moments. God commands us to walk in love. We read in Ephesians 5 and 2, walk in love as Christ also has loved us. Why do we want to do this? You see, we've read it this morning in 1 John 4. God is love. His very essence, his very being is love. And he wants us to emulate that to our world and to each other. Remember, we looked at Romans 8, 29, one of my favourite scriptures, where we have been predestined to become the image of Christ. God wants us to look like the Son, and the Son is love. We know that he's love because he gave his whole life for us on the cross out of an act of love, an act of will to show us how much he loved us. And this is how the Lord wants us to live. And this essence of love, this total benevolence, this love that is not conditional, this love that is so faithful, God wants us to emulate that within our lives. He wants us to continue to represent him to this world, that this world knows that his love carries on in us and through us to show people the way of love. There's a story told about a New England girl who met and fell in love with this young man just at the beginning of the Civil War. And he was called off to war, so their marriage had to be put aside because of the war. And she would long for his letter. She would long to get a letter from him. And when she would get a letter, she would read it and reread it and couldn't wait for his return. And this young man did pretty well to escape danger until the Battle of the Wilderness. And unfortunately, this young man was badly injured. And the girl was waiting for letters and letters. And that all the letters stopped. And then one day a letter came. But the letter was written in somebody else's handwriting. And this young man had asked a friend to write his betrothed a letter to say that he loved her but wanted to release her from the engagement. Because in this battle of the wilderness this young man had lost both his arms. And he didn't want to become a burden to this girl. The girl didn't reply. Which he did was find the first train to get to the hospital where he was being looked after. And she found a very sympathetic captain who showed her the way to this young man's bed. And when she saw him, she threw her arms around his neck and kissed him. 
and said, my arms, my hands will be yours. I love you and I want to marry you. And God wants us to continually be the arms to his arms to this world that they know no matter what state they're in, that he indeed loves them. Do you know, friends, it's the only way, the second thing, it's the only purpose of service. First Corinthians chapter 13, well-known passage, but the first three verses tell us this. If we speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not of love, I am only a resounding gong, a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not of love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast. But do not of love, I am nothing. You see, friends, we need love as the whole reason why we serve our God. Because that was the reason he came and he served us. Sacrificial love that can come only for God. And we need to relate that to those that are around about us. Because you know simply without love there is nothing. And the truth is when we do things for other people. And we do it without love and not in love. People know. People know our motivation and they know if they're being loved or not. And if we try to do it without love and are just doing it out of duty, do you know, friends, we will become disillusioned and it may even to that place where we might find ourselves becoming embittered. We need to choose that type of love that means we will love people unconditionally as Christ loved us and was willing to serve even as he washed their feet knowing especially when he took Judas's feet in his hand that Judas would betray him and yet he continued to serve him and show him love. We need to love for the third reason and it just ties into what I've said there because we need to develop love in our lives if we are going to live in the body. Love is the, th the glue, the bond that keeps us united one to the other in the body of Christ. And if we don't learn to live in this type of love, which says, I am going to love you as my brother, as my sister, unconditionally. I am choosing to do this with um, this benevolence. I am going to come and really seek you out and love you. Friends, we're going to find it hard to live together in the body of Christ. It is what distinguishes us as actually being the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have loved one for the other. And you know the truth is of this, there is no get out clause. Because the scripture tells us in Colossians 2 and 2, we're knit together in love. Christ loves his bride and he wants us to love the bride as well. He wants us to love his church even with all our flaws and our difficulties. He calls us to love one another. There is no get out clause. We need to love one another. There's a lovely wee story told of two boys who went to... Um, go to Sunday school and they were going the first day and obviously the Sunday school superintendent was asking them for their details, their addresses and their date of birth. 
and both wee boys said they were age nine and one's birthday was on the 9th of April and the other's birthday was somewhere like the 27th of April and they were both age nine and the lady looked at both boys and said you cannot be brothers and have that gap being born but yet in the same month but at two different times that is not possible and one wee boy said the bolder of the boys he said but one of us is adopted and the lady superintendent not thinking blurted out which one and the wee bolder boy just said oh well we once asked dad dad and he told us he couldn't remember because he loved both of us the same and you know sometimes we need to get the perspective of a father who has adopted us and his family we all want to think that we're loved by God and we know we're loved by God but we deserve maybe God's love a wee bit more than somebody else because they're maybe not as lovable as we are and yet the truth of it is if we come to Christ if we accept his love he accepts us in his love and he wants us to have that same heart for each other to love each other and if you think that's a tall order where do you hear this Matthew 5 45 and 45 tells us to love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to them that hate you that you may be the children of the father which is in heaven God is calling us not just to love his church maybe the easier to love but he's even called us to love our enemies as well with this benevolence with this unconditional love you know agape love is probably um, best described in this illustration. It's of the life of T.E. McCulley, who was the father of Ed McCulley, who was a missionary who went to Ecuador, who was killed by Indians there. And soon after his son's death, he was recorded to pray this prayer. And this was the prayer, Lord, let me live long enough to see these men saved, that I may put my arms around these men that killed our boys and let them know that I love them the way that you love them. We think even of our very own in this we country of our own Gordon Wilson, who on Remembrance Sunday, I think it was 1987, was standing with his 20-year-old daughter Marie as the ball went off at the cenotaph. He had held her as a baby in his hands and his arms. And that day his daughter lay beside him and he took her hand yet again. Kept calling out there, are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. And by the time they found him, she was in such a bad way. And unfortunately, later, this young girl died of her injuries. And do you know Gordon Wilson's heart towards those that had murdered his daughter was amazing he showed so much forgiveness and grace and prayed for God to forgive those who had taken away his precious child and you can only do that friends by experiencing and knowing agape love God wants us as followers of him as disciples of him that we would produce this type of love in our lives undefeatable benevolence unconquerable goodwill 
faithfulness not that fleeting love that you will fall in and out of you know I remember my sisters when they were younger who read books called love is very fluffy and that and you know remember maybe when we were all younger and maybe you got a love letter from someone and when you were younger I will love you if you do this or I will love you if you do that but this love is not dependent on what the other person does or doesn't do. This love is this unconquerable benevolence that will set your sight upon a person. Will ha- You will commit to that person. You will commit to that church family. You will love them no matter what. It's an act of the will. It is love. Because God commands us to walk in love. Because the Lord wants us to serve in love. Because it's the only purpose of service. And that is the bond of unity that keeps us together as a church. Now that is the what. And that is the why. But how do we actually produce this type of love? I want to read to you the footnote which is in um, one of my Bibles on 1 Corinthians um, 4 and 7 and it says this Love suffers long having patience with imperfect people love is kind active in doing good love does not envy since it is non-possessive and non-competitive it actually wants people to get ahead hence it does not parade itself Love has a self-efficient quality. It does. It is not ostentatious. Love is not puffed up. Treating others arrogantly. It does not behave rudely, but displays good manners and courtesy. Love does not seek its own, insisting on its own rights and demanding um, precedence. Rather, it is unselfish. Love is not provoked. It is not irritable are touchy or rough or hostile but is gracious under pressure love thinks no evil it does not keep an account of wrongs done to it instead it erases resentment love does not rejoice in iniquity finding satisfaction in the shortcomings of others and spreading an evil report rather it rejoices in truth aggressively advertising the good Love bears all things, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about others, credits them good intentions and is not suspicious. Love hopes all things, never giving up on people but affirming their future. Love endures all things, persevering and remain loyal to the end. Wow! That's love and that's the type of love that the Lord wants us to produce in our lives. But you know friends, that is hard. But I want to say this. We all know that telephone company that has its bolt-ons. Where basically you bolt on smaller things onto your main contract. And there are people who look at faith that way. They bolt faith on to their lives as if it was an extra that defines them and who they are is by this extra thing, faith, and actually would want them to bolt on to their lives also the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But if you're going to live like that, this 
agape love, which we have just read is a very high standard and it is amazing, an amazing love. You will never be able to produce that type of fruit by thinking it's something you can bolt on because faith is just another thing that you've added to your life. Can I remind you of what we read earlier in John 7 and 38 where it says that living water will flow from within. And you know friends, it all starts from the inside out. When God comes by his Holy Spirit to live in us, God's Spirit is God and God of love. And his Spirit is the flow out of us. It starts in our inside out. And because as a Christian disciple, what we need to do to see the fruit of God's Spirit produced from the inside out of us, we therefore need to start submitting our lives to his authority, his power and obviously to his love. It's remembering that we are bought with a price and that we're no longer our own but we live totally submitted to his plan and his authority over our life. The result is that mighty God then abides in us and we are able to abide in him and these fruits, you could put it this way, will organically grow in us as we submit ourselves to him and live in him and through him and abide in him. John 15, 4 and 5 says this, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you're the branches. You see, we don't bolt him on. He engrafts us into himself. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So to abide is to, to surrender ourselves to him, to trust in him for everything in our lives, to live in him with him being the number one, to follow him, to live under his control, that we have come to that place where we have got total trust of our Lord and Saviour. He has engrafted us into himself. We're not a bolt on or he, we haven't bolted him onto us. He is our inner peace. He is our inner source of our spiritual growth and our spiritual well-being. We abide through taking in his word, by eating his word, consuming his word and letting his word consume us and direct us and to um, show us how to live in the way we're supposed to be. John um, or Matthew sorry, 13 and 23 says this, but we who receive the seed of the, good of the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, some thirtyfold. You see, we have to allow his word to germinate within us and you'll only allow his word to germinate and if you spend time in the word, keep your heart fertile and soft to God's word, listen to it, meditate on it, speak it out over your life, live to it. Don't forget your image in the mirror and go away so you can't forget what God's word is saying to you but you have to practice and you have to do it and as we practice and we do God's word then we start to say that we come more and more like him. And the other final thing as well is 
John 15, 7 and 8 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. But this is my father but by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit that you will be my disciples you see it is surrendering completely ourselves to him it's following his word and as this verse here talks about it's about asking it's about dialogue it's about talking to him about our lives and what he wants for our lives and the more we talk with him the more we spend time with him the more we are in him then that's when the fruit of the holy spirit takes root and becomes more prevalent in our lives and you know friends let's be intentional about it today we've looked at this love and that's a love that many of us have maybe very at times maybe felt that we haven't really experienced that love the way we would want to experience apart from God and therefore maybe we feel that we can never really show that love but when we spend time with the lover of our soul who loves us in this way we become like him and we find it's easier to love in that way. Church I want to encourage you as we look at this series on the fruit of the Holy Spirit to become intentional, to look even this week more about love in your life, to look to say and talk to God about it, be intentional and say Lord am I loving the way you want me to love? Now he'll test you, he'll put somebody beside you that will maybe provoke that love but yield to him, spend time with him See what the word says about that person that you're maybe struggling with and ask God to produce this type of love in your life. Let's set our hearts to love mode the way God wants us to love. Be prepared to allow him to produce this fruit within us as we yield to his presence, his spirit and his word and talk to him about that so that we will benefit from it because we'll be more like Jesus. Other people will benefit from because we will react to them as Jesus reacts. And in doing so, we become better people and our environment becomes a better environment. So church, let's be open to be real people of love, not just a fleeting love, but a faithful love. Choose to love the way God would desire you to love just like him because God is love. Let's pray. Father, help us to be men and women of love. Help us to love each other to the standard that you've called us to. And we realise today that we can only do that by abiding in you. So help us to take more time out to spend with you so that we can reflect you more in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. <music>